0: The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a celebrate good times. Come on, episode of radioactive metal. I'm soy white
0: and I am exhausted. And you are listening to Radioactive Metal, brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee. T R V E K V L T Coffee So we talk about them. Every week. It's been at least four years that I was talking about True Cult Coffee. So, if you are a new listener, well, you know, welcome. And now's a chance to get acquainted with the folks at True Cult Coffee. But if you've been listening the entire four years and you haven't checked out True Cult Coffee yet, um, I don't know what you're waiting for. I hey, what's up with that? I, yeah. I, I, I can't figure it out. Um, because as we speak, it, we're like halfway through January... Which means uh, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means Mm -hmm. they're probably going to do some sort of special mug offering, maybe a special coffee offering. Who knows? A true cold coffee. Snowy, do you remember the year they did the his and hers and his and his and and hers and hers mugs?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Refresh me.
0: Well, it was the one, they, they have a fantastic local artist um, in, in the area where they live, right? Like, they really have a very artistic community in, in that town. And, and, like, I know the town they're in, it's kind of small town, Ohio, but it just seems like, like the talent and the scene is just killer, right? So, mm-hmm. this local artist um, drew a set of penises and vaginas. And, you know, the his and hers, you got a penis mug and a vagina mug. The hers and hers, two vagina mugs. The his and his, two Mm -hmm. penis mugs, you know? And that was long before everybody's making a big deal with this shit, you know? That was just somebody thinking like, well, hey, you know, we might have LGBTQ um, coffee buyers. Let's make sure we've got everybody covered, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing they didn't have was just like a completely blank black mug, which I think they should have. This this like black-on-black black with the True Call Coffee logo for those who don't identify as anything, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, you know, that, that's Fair right.
0: Yeah, but anyway, so truecallcoffee.com T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-coffee.com, get out there at the bare minimum, get on the mailing list because then you'll know when there's sales, you'll know when the cool mugs are coming up, you'll know mm-hmm. when they're doing cool collaborations.
3: And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's that's times like.
0: where, you know... Snowy and I have gotten the email. We've talked about it, and by the time we go to record, it's sold out. You're missed yeah. out if you're not on that emailing list. So, get on there, get with it, and rock and roll. What's going on, Snow?
2: Well, for myself, I really can't complain. It's been a uh, pretty good weekend. I I took in there was a black cool black metal show. Came. Through town. I hit the gym this weekend as well, trying to get back into shape, looking good, feeling good. Can't complain. You know, and I felt like um, the end
0: of um, Brewster's Millions. No, no. No, not Brewster's Millions. Damn it. What is it? Um, with Dan Aykroyd and Andy Murphy. Looking good. Feeling oh, good, Louis. Feeling
2: good. Trading yeah. Places. Thank you. Yes.
0: Trading Places. I'm like, oh, yes. I can't remember that one. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. That was a great cast. Great movie. Oh, yes.
2: Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that was the first time uh, she delivered the goods, shall we say, in a film.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I only yeah, I yeah. saw the edited version for so many t- so many years that uh, when I first ah. saw it unedited, I was like, oh, whoa, hey, you know.
2: See, some in some way, that's good. Everyone has that natural curiosity and all that. But with Jamie Lee Curtis, though, like, she was Laurie Strode in the Halloween movies and all that, and she yeah. just... I just didn't see Jamie Lee Curtis as a sex symbol. So, you know, when she did... Flash the goodies in trading places. I was kind of like, uh, okay, that's nice. But, uh, you know, you just didn't see her that way. But then, you ever seen uh, True Lies? I was
0: literally going to ask Holy if you've seen that one. Yes.
2: Shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're definitely on. Yes. See, yeah. m- uh, married, not blind, not dead. Yes.
3: The True Lies,
0: like in the '90s, was probably one of my all-time favorite movies. It was just so much fun to watch.
2: It was just a
0: great story, a great adventure, and just like all the ridiculous stuff that uh, Tom Arnold would do, like when they're talking about, he's like, "She took the ice cube trays." Yeah, kind of sick, bitch. Takes the ice cube trays, you know. And then like when he when he's getting shot at and he hides behind the light post and you can clearly see him right but he's uh-huh. hiding behind the light post and then he jumps out he checks himself grabs his ball says thank god okay. and then starts shooting Sanders. like oh it's so yeah. good it's so good
2: yeah yeah okay we're going off the rails already on a crazy train that's yeah, what we do because like I said this was a celebratory Episode of Radioactive Metal Because um, even though it's a Monday night As we speak We are celebrating The Grammy Gra- the Awards i my tuxedo Right on, yeah, yeah I'm looking good and dapper As, as I always do And um, I can't wait to get into this Now in case if you are tuning in For the first time Hello, welcome. So good to have you aboard. You might be scratching your head. What the fuck are they talking about? These Rammies. What's going on with these guys? Well, the Rammy Awards, Radioactive Metal, R A M Ram, Rammies. Ha ha. Oh, it's oh, is, is kind of our take on the Grammy Awards. Except This is much more interesting because it's basically our choices in some of the key categories that are important to Metalhead's album, song, live, etc., etc. And we'll get through all of that. And we've been doing this right from year one. On Radioactive metal and we've been doing this show for 16 years now so yeah I am super hyped I'm super stoked about it I'm turning Monday night here into Saturday fucking night because it's time to uh, to celebrate to get us On into this, though, Um, it's time to do a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning. This past weekend, as we speak, there was a couple birthdays from some radioactive metal alum. One, Crystal Vandalism, the, uh, the Winnipeg heavy metal model. You know, it was her birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, my friend. I can't wait to see you again. And the Lemmys will be on me. And, of course, we want to say hello and happy birthday to Mr. Aaron Price, who is a radioactive metal alum, as I said, but he is mostly noted for his work as a scribe for Fistful of Metal magazine which I fucking love that tome. It's absolutely fantastic. And when I remember when Mr. Price agreed to come on, I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like some big rock star, you know, like we were getting Ozzy or Rob Halford, you know, or Dave Mustaine or someone because magazines are my thing. Yep. You know, like I think I still dig them. I, whenever I can, you know, like I still read the, de- the dis- Decibel, the Decibel, shall we say. I still grab Fistful of Metal ev- every issue. And now I notice there's a lot of magazines, okay? Time Life is kind of doing these, these special editions where it's one magazine focused on just one band, okay? Because I guess probably that's the... And it's generally a classic band or, you know... Of, of, of that ill because I guess that's what's selling, you know, like it's something that you can put in a supermarket that the mainstream audience will dig.
3: Yeah. You
2: know? Now that's in North America. OK, things look pretty different in Europe, though, because in Finland, uh, Mr. Price posted something on his Facebook that. In uh, in a newsstand in a Finnish air in a Finnish airport next to all the you know all the usual bullshit, okay? Fistful of metal right there in an airport. How awesome is that? Like that's fantastic. Even even if I would have had that issue, if I would have seen it in an airport, I would have bought it on principle. And And then uh, gave it as a gift or sent it to you or, you know, like just, just if you're going to, if you, if, if you're going to have a sack enough to have a metal magazine, you know, in your newsstand in a, in a in a Normie airport, then I'm going to slap down a couple bucks for it. So that's absolutely fantastic. So my friends, thank you for appearing on Radioactive Metal in the past. And let's have you guys. On again and happy birthday! And I think maybe, dude, yeah. it's time to get on with the grunt here, as my dad said, with um, tonight's mandatory metal segment. Which, by the way, okay, the mandatory metal section on my, you know, my commercial. FM radio station here in Winnipeg. <clears throat> their mandatory metal song tonight as we speak was Peace Cells.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Now, normally, like the only Megadeth they, they play is Symphony of Destruction. Obviously, like their biggest song. And it seems like that's the only Megadeth song that they have in their, in their whole catalog. But tonight, yeah, they delved into 80s Megadeth, who were that's You know, like Metallica, that was the Megadeth that I really dug the most in that time period. So it was really cool to hear that. With our mandatory metal segment, courtesy of the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. Nunslaughter. Here's a band that never had a good era, a bad era. Well, I liked... I like Nunslaughter at this point. I like them. Oh, no. Dawn of the Dead has got it going on. He's had it going on for many years. And I thought maybe it was appropriate for the Rami Awards, the mandatory metal, to tap the mighty Nunslaughter because their red is the color of ripping death was definitely a contender this year in terms of uh best album shall we said so shall we say so i figured we'd drop a track just for the good folks at true Cavalt coffee true com. this is Nunslaughter. with red is the color of ripping death Rubbing my hands together here, I'm getting excited. This is uh, one of my fav- favorite episodes. It, it, it always has been, and it was always an absolute pleasure to get it on out there to all of our listeners. And like like I said, the, these categories, you know, they mean so much to metalheads, and it's always it's 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 always kind of hard to decide on like which do you start off with first but I figured for tonight comeback of the year because this this one was kind of hard actually th- this this in general okay as I sat down and I and I went through the metal index that was 2022 all of these categories were kind of hard because there was just it, it was just tough to choose. It was tough to choose. We had a lot of good stuff. And then there was some categories where it's like, okay, did this particular category have a lot going on this year? And then I, I'm not doing things off the top of my head. i got to do a little bit of research, right? And I have hmm. to admit that comeback of the year hopefully it was a lot easier for you much easier for me but it was something that i had to do a little bit of research but i can see you're going on at the bit here so your comeback of the year
0: well comeback of the year for me was an obvious choice because thanks to season four of stranger things this band got um a second chance shall we say and metallica is you know finally started getting you know some recognition much it much in the same way that ozzy had his comeback when post malone did that single with him
2: oh right yeah you know yeah he so that's so, guy. Out.
0: yeah so if it wasn't for stranger things nobody'd know who metallica was <laughs> and um honestly without stranger things like like that seemed to give them the momentum to get a new album ready for this year for 2023 and a tour
3: yeah what the like, hell
0: yeah yeah so so thank you stranger things for Metallica to give them their comeback of the year
2: <laughs> that you suck man that's great <laughs> thank, thanks man thanks man but
0: in in all seriousness you know for for if, if you're a young listener um Metallica's really never had a problem they they never left yeah. but um my my actual comeback I was thinking about this um cold chamber reforming.
2: Oh, right, right, yeah. Because
0: I was a big Coal Chamber fan. Like I, That first record was just killer. Loved every mm-hmm. bit of it.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of those bands that even if like, you really didn't dig the whole new metal sound and all that, that's, that's a band you should go back and give another listen to. And of course, they would evolve into Devil Driver, which was even better. So yep. new new metal didn't totally suck. There was actually a lot of really good bands.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So for, who who's yours?
2: For my comeback of the year. Yeah, like I had to do a little bit of research and a little bit of reminding, you know, I had to go back into the radioactive metal archives and and like kind of trick kind of trigger something. Atrophy is back. This year, they put out a brand new, they put out a, yeah, they put out a brand new EP, Nations Divide. Now, we played this, I got so psyched, but I guess all the typical legal mumbo jumbo, one member owns the names of the rights of the word, or maybe they just wanted to get creative, but the Atrophy 2022 is now going under the moniker Scars of Atrophy. It's basically the same band, just under a different name. Dissonant uh, Productions also put out a compilation of those two awesome albums in the 80s, Socialized Hate and Violent by Nature, onto one package as well. But I would definitely recommend, okay, if you're an old school Atrophy fan, go pull out you know the originals may maybe grab the um this compilation but definitely check out a nations divide it's a great ep and i'm stoked that they're back okay. definitely it's, it's it's one of those bands see, with this year and well i guess more 2021 we were doing a lot of because with 2022 we were kind of taking a break we didn't do a lot of interviews and all that, which I was kind of fine with that. But 2021, there was an awful lot of great bands from the 80s that I really dug. Cloven Hoof, uh, Witch, Witchcross, Kira Thungal, a, a lot of those awesome bands. We managed to finally corral, I think maybe in 2022 or 2023. Want to do a little more of the same. And how about a Scars of Atrophy interview, man? I think that would be tight.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: Right on, right on. So, some good boys from the '80s making the comeback—fantastic yeah. stuff.
0: talc is finally getting their chance.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, best new band slash indie band. Like I remember when we first started with this category, they were two different ones. Like they were two—we two, had two different categories, but just with the uh with since since the internet started to be such a big thing, okay with with everyone, everything just kind of naturally these two categories just sort of kind of merged because all of a sudden, indie bands were discovering that, hey, you know what? we don't necessarily need to sign on to some some small label. We can do everything ourselves. Yeah. And uh probably have just as you know, much success. I'm talking little indie bands. I'm not talking Metal Blade. I'm not talking prosthetic. Those records, those those labels can still get shit done. And all that. But we just thought over the you know, a couple of year maybe about five years ago, we thought, you know what, let's just merge these two uh categories and I think it's working out pretty good. What do you uh what what do you got with this?
0: I got nothing. I realized, like, I haven't checked out any new music really this year. Like, like well, like new bands. Like, right. there's always new music coming in, but new bands. I'm like, yeah, I have nothing.
2: Okay, well, no, no, that that that's fair enough. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for both of us here, because there is this awesome Canadian band called Corrosive. They dropped their debut record, Talk to- Toxic Apocalypse. And, wow, this is some really, really cool. Um, You can see, okay, they have the old school influence, but they definitely have a modern twist on the whole thrash sound, and I was really impressed. And, like, we we generally share the creature features in in, interviews for signed and more established acts. I think I want to give a little bit of time to Corrosive this year and give them a full-length interview and all that, because I think I think they really deserve it, and it's a band that I want our listeners and metalheads the world over to really uh, pay attention to. It came up with a lot of really cool stuff. So congratulations, yeah. My Ramy goes to corrosive. Awesome stuff. Rock on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The news story of the year and this is it's it's kind of self-explanatory but in a way like like whether it's good or bad okay because unfortunately with what we do on the show we have to you know someone passes away or your band breaks up and all that and if it's a big deal like we have to talk about it you know we have to we have we have to get it out there give Give, give our two senses. And so sometimes we, it's just stuff that we don't want to talk about. But unfortunately, that is why we are here. So good or bad, news story of the year. What you got?
0: Well, so mine was um, a happy, happy kind of thing here. Because
2: okay,
3: good. Um,
0: radioactive metal alumni uh, casket robbery. Like we had them on the show when they mm-hmm. played the five people here in Charleston, and um I was you know me and my neighbor were two of them um and they put on a killer show i I love this band, we interviewed them, and they were signed this year yeah and so they so went that's on to, my uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, like that's my story'cause i I was so excited, and you know and i remember when we had them on the show joking about dude when they get signed we're going to be able to say hey you know it's cuz of us we had them well, first. we knew them yeah and son of a gun like here we are you know <laughs>
2: yeah we can say that yeah so when we get casket robbery on again you know i expect a uh, i expect a coffee in the mail for 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 getting them that deal yeah not only like okay, okay, so it, it's the Blood Blast distribution deal, but basically, yeah, Casca Robbie signed on with Nuclear Blast.
0: Yeah, it makes my day,
2: man. It was, so yeah, cool. yeah, and it's just, it's just been amazing, just over the years seeing how Nuclear Blast has grown. Okay, because the first time that I like my first new nu- nu- Nuclear Blast experiences were just these um. Obscure, like the first, the first um, stages of grindcore. Shall, shall we stay say bands, bands like Pungent Stench, Disharmonic Orchestra, Defecation, those type of bands, and they were basically unknown bands in Europe. And you know, Nuclear Blast just went all in on these bands, and just seeing them grow from that little label to like big artists now isn't like rob zombie signed on to nuclear blast now that's a great question i don't know yeah but yeah they have a lot of a lot of big time big time names on the label now and exodus you know so good on him good on him congratulations to casket robbery for myself well this is why I kind of had to preface this category with good or bad. And I'm glad that you came up with something positive because the death of one Bob Nalbandian oh, yeah. was just oh, brutal. It was. And I'm not going to go into it too much here. Go back a couple episodes into the in, into the archive because I really think we did our fallen buddy Bob Total, total justice. And I know somewhere, you know, he's okay. he's down smiling.
0: I, I'm going to turn that front upside down.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: because Bob's a journalist, right? Bob was a journalist.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he made your news story of the year. But he died on, what, the 30th and the 31st? So right at the deadline. it right, <laughs> Gideon, right <laughs> under the
2: wire. He did it at the deadline. Yes, in,
0: in like, true journalist
3: so. fashion. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh.
2: I, I never even thought of that. I never oh, even Bob. Thought of that. It was yeah. It was just. It was just. Just just before New Year's Eve, and and that's that's why I went out, and I still had a kick-ass New Year's Day, uh-huh. and a you know a celebration with my metal homies and all that because. Bob, that's what Bob would have wanted, you know. i you, you know. Imagine if we, just, just, cried in our beers and didn't go out and have a good time and supported metal and all that. Bob would have kicked our
3: ass. Oh yeah,
2: you know. And I, I would have. I'm gonna say that with, with me. When the when that day comes, you know, when your cool Uncle Snowy leaves this mortal coil, I don't want you know, everyone crying at a funeral or whatever. I want everyone to go out go out to a show and have a good time. Fuck shit up. Get in the pit. You know, have have a or Four for your good buddy Snowy. You know, and that's exactly what Bob would have wanted. And that's what I did. And my new year's and my news story of the year was definitely the loss of Mr. Bob Nell Bandy and thank you, sir. You will never be forgotten we're actually going through this pretty quick this might be (laughs) one one of our quicker episodes and all that but i guess hey hey it's just it's just kind of one of those things because um we're already we're already getting into the nitty-gritty here in terms you know of categories and those that mean the most to metalheads and of course Where metal really thrives, you know, where it really comes alive, shall we say, is in the live area. You know, uh, and and, I have to admit, in the live department, um, I had had a, a bucket list moment taken off the list not only did i finally finally get to see this particular band but i was it was an absolute golden moment 13 year old snowy was absolutely so stoked to sit down and interview and talk to this band but man for the first time ever okay ever exciter came to winnipeg wow and yeah for the for the uh for the second night of the first night of the uh Manitoba Metal Fest and of course that was the first like I've seen I've seen another version of Exciter years ago when I went to the Noctis Festival in Calgary in 2013 but at that point um John Rees, the guitarist John Reese was the only member of that classic lineup in that version of Exciter. And while, you know, I found a spot in front of the stage right in front of John and I rocked out, I was I was enjoying the John Reese project, shall we say. It was not Exciter. (laughs) It was not the Exciter that I discovered, you know, when I first went metal in 1984. Four, and that was one of the first bands that I got into because of the whole Banzai Records, you know, and being a Canadian band and, and all that. So I have that classic lineup of Exciter, which includes drummer, vocalist Dan Beeler, and bassist Alan Johnson. Rock on. And yeah, yeah. So meeting those two dudes, okay, interviewing Dan Beeler, seeing exciter live like that 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 incarnation was absolutely phenomenal and as kind of a reminder to our regular listeners i got to help set up dan's drum kit that afternoon
3: oh i remember that
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. Yeah, yes 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 i was you know i'm taking pictures you know quick quick get a pic of me as i do this and then i you know i took a picture of the of 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 the full drum set and it's like Thirteen-year-old Snowy, hey dude, you're never going to believe—you know—you're you're never going to believe what you're going to do when you're on the other side of fifty. <laughs> it's an absolutely fantastic moment, and the culmination of it was just seeing Exciter live for the first time It was absolutely phenomenal, fantastic stuff. What about you, my friend?
0: Well, thankfully. So far, um, a band seems to make it through here once a year that I can go see.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of hit me. Right after I said, what about you, dude? It kind of hit me. It's like, oh, yeah, nobody comes by his area. I hope he's got something.
0: Yeah. Well, thankfully, I saw a DRI this year.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. Right on. Ah, I'm so jealous. I would have loved to have seen DRI. I was so
0: excited. Cause it was, you know, it was their anniversary tour and I was a huge fan in high school. Cause like, I think I got thrash zone or thrash hard or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, whenever that one came out, but before that it was four of a kind. And then of course crossover. Right. And so I was just so excited. And then, you know, I had said this on the show, but when I went to buy my merch, Kurt Brecht sold me my merch.
2: yeah he does it he's out there every up every show he's the one setting up merch he's the one selling it he's the one talking to fans it was an absolute thrill when they when when Dri the last time dri came through town you know i brought mrs snowy because she's an old school dri fan as well and it's like
3: love love come on check this out
2: like He's right there. Let's yeah. go. Let's go talk to him and all that. Yeah, and so we cool. had we we had a fantastic chat. The three of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you you got your opportunity. Lifetime of memories. I'm Heck sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they like. Okay, they 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 put out a recent EP, but I imagine. The, the majority of, like, DRI is just like any other band. Everyone, everyone wants to see the classic DRI from the 80s. It was, that was, okay, because audiences differ from area, area, area to area, country to country. In your neck of the woods, like, up, up, up here in Winnipeg, like, the stuff that went over the most was definitely the 80s stuff. Even by younger listeners, what was it like in Charleston? Like, you know, close the audience.
0: I I honestly, they played such a range. I, I didn't notice the audience reaction waning. Okay. You know, like I know, like I have my favorite songs and that's when I would absolutely lose my mind. Right. Um, but really, like it was a pretty steady the whole way through. And, and I think it was just the fact that they are out because... You know, when you think about DRI, like we opened, well, when I say we, I mean my old band Darkwater, right? We opened mm-hmm. for them somewhere in the late 90s and they were struggling then, dude, right? Like they they were not getting albums reg- out regularly. Like uh, Definition is the last album I really remember from them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I'm sure there's been other things, but it's been so sporadic. And then, you know, there's been illness in the band and just all that stuff going on, member changes. It just mm-hmm. seemed like it, like the 90s took a toll on them like it took a toll on so many bands and they didn't bounce back like others, you know? Like, you've got a band like Maiden that never quit putting out, but you've got the fans that haven't seen them in 20, 30 years, haven't paid attention, then you show up and be like, what's all this shit? Well, it's everything they've been doing, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, and so, like, I didn't even know... D.R.I. had a new EP out. Because, like, I check periodically, but I never find anything. You because know, I'm like, man, I wish these guys put out something new. Because, like I said, um, after I saw the show, Kurt's, Kurt's voice is just killer. It, it doesn't sound any different. It's 60, he doesn't sound any different than 18. Oh,
3: God. It's, it's
2: hard to believe. Okay. Like, all I, I have to remind myself, like... Our favorite bands when we were a teenager are pushing sixty on the other side of sixty, Yeah. pushing seventy. Like bands, guys like Ozzy, Tony Iomi, like they're in their seventies now, right? They're boomers. Yeah, and, and you that's know? the we thing. We don't think of them as that.
0: like, because last week when I said, like, you know, this the the seventy year old of today is not the same as the seventy year old of twenty years ago.
2: Uh-huh. Like
0: that's my point.
2: No, you're you know, right.
0: Ozzy is seventy. You're, it's just like, oh, okay. You know, you're not. You're not going to say, okay, boomer, to Ozzy. No, right? you're not. You know? You're
2: not because we don't think of him. We we have to remind ourselves, you know, like yeah. that these guys are, you know, yeah, yeah. They're 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 getting up there, and unfortunately, we're losing them now. We're at we're at that age where. You know, time time catches up. And here's to here's two hoping uh we don't have a whole lot of dedications in twenty twenty three. But but back to that dude. No, I'm glad. Fucking DRI man, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah,
0: that's a great show. Uh
2: now, now with Song of the Year. This is where it kind of gets tricky for meddlers because uh, especially now, with the loss of things like the Headbangers Ball, the Power Hour up here, and all that, and yeah, videos are still are still um, a thing on YouTube and all that. But individual songs, I feel, this day and age more than ever, really aren't a thing with metalheads. Like we've always been album oriented. You know, like, we need yeah. the album. We want all ten songs. Yeah, it's cool to grab a single and all that for collection's sake and all that. But for the most part, like, we want the album. So, song was a little tough. Was a, was, was a little tough. What do you got?
0: Well, so, for me, it's easy. Um, and And honestly, like, I honestly feel like this one's getting easier because... Um, with the digital age, you have a lot more bands taking the single approach, right? So instead of waiting, you know, a couple of years, they'll they'll float a single out there, and that's what Gojira did. Gojira ah. put out "Our Time Is Now" this year, and that ah, is my song okay. of the year because it's just it's killer. I love it.
2: Right on! Excellent! Excellent! Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't even know that. I've kind of been out of the loop with Gojira in the last the last little the last little while. Oh dude, I love those guys. Uh, yeah, great band. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, for myself, I might lose a whole bunch of cool points. People are gonna, you know, throw their iPad or their phone or you know, where however you're listening to us and all that, you're gonna fire it across the room. But um Turner by Metallica. Rock yeah. okay. on! Okay, now the record isn't going to be available till next year, but I've had enough exposure with this song. I've heard it enough times. You know, it's 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 it, it, it's available today, and I'm gonna reiterate what I said in our "Hit the Lux" episode. You could take this song, and you could slap it on "Kill 'Em All." Okay. You could also put and, it on a Diamond Head record. You he, he could put it on a Diamond Head record. Good call, my friend. This is why I do a show with you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. And it, it it would fit in seamless, and that's what I want from Metallica. You know, as as Hardwired was is a fantastic record. Okay, but honestly, and is and and I did like Death Death Magnetic and all that, but. If you went straight from Justice to Hardwired and erased everything in the middle there, I would be good with that. I would totally be good with that. And Lux, you know, like that song, as good as Hardwired was, that that's I would be just I would be just as stoked for it, even if there was no eighties and aughts Metallica.
0: I agree, and that's why they're the comeback of the year. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I do want to kind of give my own little tongue-in-cheek winner yeah. here. Okay. As I was growing up when I was a kid, I was 8, 9, 10 years old, when you have, you know, you have, you listen to crap music. Okay, like I... When I was eight, I seven, eight. I liked the Bay City Rollers. There's okay, wrong with the
0: Bay City Rollers, oh,
2: dude? They sucked, Okay.
0: <laughs> Another Saturday night. Saturday night. Come
2: on. It was, although with I, me. I, although I recently downloaded Pluto TV onto yeah. my Roku TV. It's out of this world. It's fantastic. It's fantastic stuff because I now have. Happy Days on my TV. Oh,
1: Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. <laughs> happy days, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I was I was binging some Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley the other day, and all <laughs> and all that 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 kind of took me back to that special that special time when I was a kid when <laughs> Rick, when Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl was an all time favorite was one of my favorite songs back then. And this was a special song just for me in terms of my relationship with my mother and all that. And, just, and I've gone on about this on the show before. I'm not going to get into it because, dude, I, I, I will cry on the air if I talk about this much longer. But with the Record Store Day releases and that special Justice Girl EP... Okay, with the new live in the studio version and the Spanish version and the live from nineteen eighty two version and all that. It's it was just a special special E P and that's just a special song. So I definitely wanna I wanna give it a special mention if you don't mind. Well heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know I know all, all of our listeners that have been on this journey with me with this song in the in the past. I know you guys are definitely going to appreciate that. So, thank you so much. Hey,
0: and this sets us up for our Boy George interview next week. <laughs> I
2: I don't know if I would want a okay if we sat down with Boy George and just talked about eighties metal. Great right and then maybe got into you know how people reacted to his his persona did he hear any of the hate and all that because metal hardcore punk we get a lot of hate we do to yeah. this day to to this day and i imagine boy george got a lot of hate from a lot of the same people that hate metalheads
0: you know what i really love about and him though
2: be interesting
0: so, do you remember the? Um, I think it was Band Aid and the Christmas song. Do they know yep. it's Christmas time at all? Yep. So, the bass lesson site that I I'm um, taking lessons from the the owner of that site bought the bass that's in that video. The the, oh, the shit. bass guitar that was used on that song and in that video. Um, he actually bought it because he has a super crazy emotional connection. And he's like he's like, this song brings me to tears every time I hear it. And so he that bass came up for sale, he was able to find it, you know. Huh. And so I'm I'm going back and I'm like, Oh, let me let me watch this video. So I pull it up. Dude, not only is Boy George just a killer vocalist, he was dressed to the nines for that video. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it was no, for sure. just
0: great and I'm like I'm looking at him, I'm like you know I don't think that you'd have as many people that are we'll say quote unquote transphobic today if more trans people adopted the boy George ethic of getting dressed
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know it, it. if you fully embraced the gender that you are you know uh, claiming and dressed to the nines, who's who's going to say a word? I'm like, look good, man. Girl, whatever.
3: No. You know. Yeah. Hey.
2: <clears throat> no, no, yeah. I totally get that.
0: Boy George is just awesome. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: That, Ooh, that'll boy. be the... This is another come and go episode of Radioactive Metal <laughs> as we interview Boy George.
2: I I could get something out of him. I oh, really dude. think I could, yeah.
0: We that, that would be like like okay, you know it'd be a blast? To get him and Rob Halford at the same time.
2: Oh, I, I'll bet you they're friends. I like bet they, you that's, that's bet what I'm you, thinking. I will bet you they know one another in real life.
0: Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm sure they have. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I bet you they've got great stories, and that'd be a hoot.
2: You oh, know? for sure, for sure. And like, uh, there's so many, and good and good on them for Judas Priest fans for forgetting, you know, that Halford is homosexual. Because I really don't give a shit who you're having sex with. Like, I care about two people's sex life, and it's the same thing. Mine and my wife's, that's it. Dude, do you follow him <laughs> okay. on Instagram? No, I probably should. Oh,
0: God, you have to. Because for New Year's Eve or, like, New Year's Day or whatever, he posts a picture of him in chaps from behind. Oh, now? Like, today? Now. Like, dude, now.
2: nice. Nice.
0: I, I, I'm t- I saw that. I am just like, I love you, dude. Like that—that's awesome. Sure. That—that's a like—that's an I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck picture.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, it's great.
2: Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, we're getting down to it now. The two most important categories for metalheads: album of the year. What say you?
0: Dream Widow.
2: Dream Widow. Dream Widow. Okay, you've got me stumped by who?
0: The Foo Fighters. Oh, okay, well that's why. <laughs> do you re- do you remember when they put out Studio 666?
2: Okay, yes.
0: The fictitious death metal band Dream Widow.
2: Oh, now I feel like a knob. Ah, oh, okay.
0: And... I remember (laughs) when I heard the album, I didn't know it was the Foo Fighters, and it just came up as a new album. And I'm like, "Holy shit, is this band amazing?" I can't wait to tell Snowy. Like, 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 you know, we could probably tongue in cheek. They could have been my new indie band of the year too, if I would have been thinking. (laughs) Um, But I was just like, "I'm like, holy shit, this album's amazing!" And then I found out it was the Foo Fighters. I'm like, "Holy fuck, you're kidding."
2: That is? Like,
0: what? What like wow? <laughs> like I just completed that oh. as the Foo Fighters. And the thing oh. is, that then um it was shortly at, was it shortly after that that we lost um Taylor? Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, Hawkins. Yeah. You know, and, and when I went back and started listening to Taylor Hawkins, I didn't realize how many other heavy projects he played on that I didn't know about. Because because I remember listening to Dreamwood I'm thinking, like shit like i knew he was a great drummer but i'm listening to dream Widow. And i'm like jeez you're a beast
3: like, like holy yeah.
0: crap like my, like he, he's always a great drummer and a great guy but i would have never put him you know in the same category as like a charlie benante right because because like right. Char- charlie is like drum god status of course. and then i listened to uh dream widow and i'm like oh no he 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 could hang he could handle it like, mm. like, yeah, like he is a drum god, you
2: you, know? you, you better be when your frontman in your band is David Grohl. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, right. You, you, you better be able to pound the skins. Yeah. yeah. Wow. dude. Ah, you've totally got me there. And I, I feel like I should totally, I'm uh, totally saying totally, totally, totally.
0: Like for sure. <laughs>
2: Like, like,
0: gag me with a spoon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally saying totally way too much. That's, that's just, I just, I say expressions, I still, to this day, I still use expressions like right on from the seventies and totally and brutal and awesome and all that. Like i am I've, I've often said, I'm just, I'm too old to change now. You know, I'm too old to grow up now. Forget it.
0: Just to mess with people, I will. Um, when people say like, "How are you doing?" I'll say, "I'm rocking like Dawkins. There we go. <laughs> uh, and you know, and if I'm typing it out, I have to spell rockin' with two K's. Of know, course, R O K K E yeah. N, rocking like Dockin'. Um And uh, it's it's really funny because one half the time people don't know who Dawkins is, and I'm not a Dockin fan, so it's just even funnier.
2: Yeah, the only Dawkins record I have is the Dream Warriors. Like the, I I think I'm gonna have to go back and check my cassette collection. But I'm pretty sure the Dream Warrior of Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. Like that, that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just lost some cool points. I don't have enough Dawkins in my collection, apparently. Yeah, you don't need any. It. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, album of the year. I'm going to catch some flack for this because it goes back to like 1985 and I might have some listeners like, really, there's so many great records that were recorded and put out today. And I'm going to take these two records and kind of make them a combination as one because I really think that was the way... The record label intended them to, and they are two bands that had the history together, going back to the under the, the Canadian thrash and death underground in Toronto at, at, at the time. And these two bands basically grew up together. And you can't really have one without the other. But this year, courtesy of Cursed Blessings Records, Okay, slaughter and sacrifice both released simultaneously at the same time. Two live albums called Live in 1985. Now, what had what what the deal with these these two records are? And of course, we played them. I talked about them and all that. There was two gigs in mid 1985 in Toronto at the Starwood. That DRI and Corrosion of Conformity played two nights in Toronto. Night one, Slaughter was the original, the real Slaughter. They yeah, were the ones support act. Up all night. <laughs> Shut up, shut up, shut up!
0: Come on, I'm never going to let that go.
2: <laughs> hey, you're never going to let that go, no. And fair enough. Night two, Sacrifice. The Sacrifice, okay, who we've had on the show and we've played the shit out of them, and we always will because they're 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 us they're so awesome. They were the support act in night two. What makes these records extra special cool though is it wasn't recorded off the soundboard for an album or anything like that. It was just a recording. Some guy came in, you know, with his Walkman and his mic and all that. That was doing the live tape trading scene from that day, from 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 those days, where you know we would go in the underground and we would trade We would trade live tapes. Fortunately, these two recordings on a cassette. Were kept in good condition over the years. Curse blessings got a hold of them and said, dude, like, we, we got to put this out. Like, what the fuck, man? Why didn't you come talk to us earlier? And so we had a good combination of slaughter and sacrifices live in 85. I cannot imagine someone saying, well, I like the sacrifice one, but I, I I I don't think I need the slaughter one. Like they're a set. They're you know, they're they're different albums. It's not like use your illusion one and two. They're different albums, but they're a set. They come together, they should be together. So with all of that, the amazing story behind them, the amazing bands behind them, and just this fantastic these two fantastic records. Okay, that's, that's those two are my live album of, of, of the year. Slaughter and Sacrifices, live in 85. Great stuff. And if you don't mind, I'm going to get to one of their tracks soon enough. But before we get there, this is it, dude. As a pro wrestling fan, you won't mind me saying this is it. This is the main event for us in terms of heavy metal and hardcore punk as well. Band of the year. Oh, what do you have going on in terms of this? And first of all, was it a tough decision for you?
0: Uh no, casket robbery. No? <laughs>
2: Okay, right on, right on. Well, you're gonna tell me why all the whys and wherefores.
0: Well, like I like I said before, I have been a fan of them since they came through here. Since I got to see them, and there was like five of us, right? Um, so excited that they were signed, and they this is the year where they have really found their stride and they're keeping that momentum and taking it right into 2023 and they're going to continue to kick ass. And so they were my pick for band of the year.
2: You know what? Yeah. Like a lot of people might, might be thinking, okay, yeah, but it, it's not like they had this big selling album. It's not like they went on this big tour there, this, this, that, and another thing. I like where you were coming with, with this. You were definitely thinking outside the box, like 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 in terms of this, because they jumped so far in one year yeah. from here, mm-hmm. boom, to here. And it went so far. They made such great career strides. What a great choice, man. You rocked.
3: Hey, thanks,
0: man. But, I mean, if you think about it, they've been doing these little incremental things. Boom, 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 boom. Just climb, climb, climb. And other people have been like, whoa, they came out of nowhere. It's like, nope, nope <laughs> no, not nowhere. No, no, no.
2: We, no, we, they, we've been here
0: cheering and waiting.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And myself, this has definitely been the year of Athenar and the boys, the guys from Midnight. Okay, now here's a band like we've had them on before. They've they've been very consistent, putting out records with the Hell's Headbangers label, and they've been touring. And we we've had Athenar on. We interviewed Athenar without his mask, and that's all. Like, I, I had dinner with the guy talking with him and all that. And the whole time, like, I had to remind myself. It's like, oh, this is... I've never seen Athenar without... Like, all, all his videos, he's got the mask on. All of his, you know, just dicking around videos, you know, yeah. on, on Instagram and on YouTube and all that. He's he's always had the mask on. It's like, like with uh, a luchador pro wrestler. You always saw them with their mask on you never saw it and he's he's been really good with that not appearing in public naked of face and and all that he's always he's always had the mask on sitting down with him like without the mask was was a privilege you know what I mean <laughs> it's like it's like El Santo not he's like hanging out in the bar with El Santo Without his mass or Mil oh, yeah. Massacres, you know, those are pro wrestlers, you know, and, and all that. And same thing with Guar, you know, ha- ha- hanging out with them without their stuff on, like that was just, oh my God, that stuff I will never, I will never forget. So there's a rich history with Midnight with this show and just me as a fan, like I go right back. To the beginning with, with Midnight. And to see everything that they accomplished this year. Signing on to Metal Blade. Putting out a killer record. Let There Be Witchery this year is fantastic. And then the tours. I think they're on tour right now in Europe. But uh, supporting supporting a reunited merciful fate. Like, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Like, that's the holy grail. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, with with all of that, you know, there could only be one. And this year, it's definitely midnight now. Like I said, we've had Athanar on before. There are other members of midnight, to which I've I'm no stranger, hanging out with this guy on Facebook and all that. So uh, this year, with this banner year that Midnight had, you know, we might have to get Midnight back on the show again in 2023. What do you say, my friend?
0: Oh, I think it'd be awesome.
2: Be absolutely fantastic, yeah. What would be fantastic is if we dropped a couple of tracks here to celebrate all of these fantastic categories. Before we get into our Hall of Fame section, if you don't mind, my friend, let's grab something from the Sacrifice slash Slaughter releases live in 1985. This is Sacrifice's theme song, shall we say. And I remember the first time like playing um the first time like sacrifice was one of those bands i discovered them with their first record the same time i discovered slaughter see see the connection that these two bands had their debut albums came out around the same time on the Diabolic force record distributed by fringe up here and like I, these both bands absolutely blew me away and their Self-titled song, Sacrifice, was definitely a uh, a highlight of that awesome Torment in Hell record. So without further ado, this is the mighty Sacrifice from the Live in 85 with Sacrifice. What did i say dude how awesome is corrosive now we played this song on the show before but hey with special episode like this it wouldn't hurt to get everyone reacquainted with the mighty corrosive that was fatal strike from their toxic apocalypse album and before that dude like i said it, 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 it was a package. You can't have the Sacrifice live in 85 record. You can't play that without slapping on the Slaughter live in 85 as well. That was the curse. Really, really cool stuff. And my choice for album of the year. Well, my friend. That's, you know, that's the the whys and wherefores of this past year. But, of course, as what has always been a Ramy um, tradition, is our our Hall of Fame inductees. And with this, we have three categories, okay, where we have where we induct into the radioactive metal hall of fame a band an album and what we call and actually what you christened above 5 years ago or 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 so but the myth and legend category and yeah. now what what the myth and legend is it's not a band it's not an album it's just that something else okay that helps make up metal in general. I remember our former co-host is Corrine. She had inducted, um, fishnet stockings, fish, fishnet stockings. I remember one year I inducted the, um, wasps animal fuck like a beast. Well, and Sick. the word dude, dude. Yeah. The word dude, we talked. we inducted, um, Metal Blade Records, we inducted Metal Forces Magazine like it just all of those other things you know that we might not necessarily because immediately we think of our favorite bands, our favorite albums but there is so much else yeah. out there and we we really like to you know give that, that category a little bit of love but Okay, do you want to start with Myth and Legend? Well, sure.
0: Um, if, well, this year, uh, it, it seemed seemed like there was only one thing we could do, right?
2: I think so. I think we're thinking the same thing. Yeah,
0: and, and I believe that we we have both chosen the, uh, the same person, in this case, for Myth and Legend, and that would be one Mr. Bob Nalbandian.
2: It is, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a foregone conclusion, like the moment... We got the gut punch that Bob had left us. I think it was a foregone conclusion that he definitely both of us has to be this year's myth and legend because the guy's the guy's earned the word legend. Yeah. You know, he's earned the word legendary. And I'm just like I, I, I have this thing, okay, and our longtime listeners, you know, they they know this little shtick I have. Where if I'm talking to that veteran band and I'll say, what's your initial reaction when you see the word legendary about you and your band and all that? Because it puts a smile on a, on their face and it gets them talking. Okay, it, get, it, it, it gets them in the good mood. And it's also relevant. I never had that. I never had that question with Bob. Okay, because I saw him as one of us, one of our peers.
0: Well, that's exactly it. He was a peer, and he would have been like, get out of here with that, Sally. Yeah, Snelly. get the
2: fuck out of here. What are, you, what are you talking about, yeah. legend? Like, yeah, we, you know. And I think that's always going to be one of my regrets is I never I never said to him, even in a private conversation, you know, I never I never referred to him as the legendary Bob Nalbandian and dude we should have we should have but well,
0: we will now
2: we will now that's why we both knew to do to do that so once again thank you bob just for absolutely everything for everything you brought to the table in metal in you know with your headbanger fanzine your for inside Metal.
0: <laughs> yeah, for just, for news story of the year. Yeah, right under the wire, Bob, yeah, right yeah, under the wire. Yeah.
2: Just just it, everything you did for metal, but it just for everything that you did for us, yeah, and the most important thing that you did for us is just be our friend. and we will never, never forget you. Thank you so much. Okay, we got to move on. Or, like I said, I'm going to cry on the air here. I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Album. What is your Radioactive Metal Hall of Fame album inductee?
0: Well, I was kind of surprised it wasn't on the list.
3: Okay. Because
0: um, I, I, I had some other things chosen that I shifted things around. Um, and. I actually have this album hanging above my studio desk here as we record, and it's Anthrax's "Among the Living."
2: Oh, dude! High five! <laughs> yes.
0: I I, yes. I could not believe this album was not on here. I was like
2: wow. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll never. I'll never forget when I when I first bought that album. Yeah, and it was that album, that tour, when I first saw Anthrax Live. When they for the very first time they came through town here in Winnipeg, they were supporting KISS on the crazy crazy nights album. They did an in studio on Manshine's Metal Madness the night the night before on, on the local radio, which I slapped a cassette into into the station or into the stereo because I wanted to record this episode because you had to do this back then. Yeah. You know, you couldn't go on YouTube and see them or, you you know, when stuff like this happened, they were live on the air. You had to be there or you missed it. So it was always best that you slapped a, uh, a cassette into the stereo and recorded it, to which I did. Over the years, though, I kind of lost that cassette to the to to time, but many many years later, I became friends with my with our former co-hostess Elizabeth. Okay, when she was working at the Warren Music Shop, and and I just remember going there, and when I first started hanging with her and all that before she came onto the show and all that and she had a um, see I, I wasn't even anticipating talking about this this is one of the great things about the show is someone says something and from there the conversation just just kind of goes I remember she came out from the back and she just had a box of just a bunch of promotional stuff you know if like that was sent to the shop and just Bunch of old cassettes and all that. And she said, here, Snowy, go through this here. If you see something you like, just just take it. Okay, great. I'm going through. Sure enough, I see a live tape of, of Anthrax from the Among the Living tour. On the flip side of that cassette, though, was the... Because it must have been made here in Winnipeg. The flip side was the interview with Anthrax of that from that local Winnipeg Manshine's Metal Madness show and i you know when i first heard i'm like oh my god so i got on the phone with elizabeth right away and it's like thank you you're never going to believe this okay but you just made my year with this and she's like what 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 like what <laughs> you know like girls do oh, yeah. you know you know, and then I told her the whole story and I just oh, you know <laughs> she was so stoked, so excited for that. And it was just a special moment that I'll never forget that we wouldn't have had without the amazing among the living. What a fantastic record. And it was okay. I first heard of anthrax with a fistful of metal. Okay, the second record, spreading the disease, they signed on to Island Records. Okay, fine. It was this record, okay, where they really started to break through. They're they're getting onto bigger tours, you know. And of course, the state of euphoria with the antisocial single is what catastrophic was what put them into the mainstream.
3: Yeah,
2: and and all that. But you could really tell with Among the Living this they're they're going places and it's that the third album and i've talked about this on the show and i've mentioned this to other bands as well when i've interviewed them and they're doing that third that all-important third album okay what was metallica's third album master of puppets right what was slayer's third album
0: rain and blood
2: Rain and Blood. Megadeth's third album. So far, so good, so what? Every one of those records, okay, Anthrax is Among the Living. Those are testaments. Okay, practice what you preach. If that third record in thrash metal, if you don't kind of make headway, you're not going anywhere. All of those bands made quote-unquote headway You know into their career with those records and they've gone on to have legendary careers yeah and it was because for anthrax it was because of among the living what a great choice my friend absolutely fantastic thanks man yeah yeah for myself um well okay my band and album they are connected so if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to give us your band of the year.
0: Well, mine are connected as well. Oh, it's Anthrax. Oh, and-
2: <laughs> They're
0: not in our Hall of Fame. I know that in the last 16 years. Can you believe because I was looking because when I was thinking about that album, you know, staring here at my wall, I'm going through and I see, you know, we have Dan Lilker himself is in here. Mm -hmm. Um, DRI, Cathedral, Death, Motorhead Iron Maiden, Alice Cooper Venom, Van Halen, Kiss Nuclear Death, The Misfits No (laughs) Anthrax Wow Slayer's here, no Anthrax Metallica's here
2: Wow Holy jeez Right? Well, okay, this just goes to show That the depth that heavy metal Hardcore punk has Yeah, You know, because you have We've been doing this 16 years, and we've had a number of of um, co hosts as well. We've had years where there was three of us throwing making in in, in inductions and all that, and neither one of us—not you, not me, not Rock, not Kareem, not Elizabeth, not Sky, not Will—none of those guys said
0: anthrax. Not once
2: wow <laughs> okay i'm stoked i'm really excited now uh, uh that's absolutely fantastic and yeah. a little part of me like it's kind of scratching my head saying like why not what the fuck
0: i know well it's the, and i yeah, can't believe i hadn't said death. it before because you know there's such a big influence on me
2: you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. excellent excellent well it's about time anthrax and among the living got into Radioactive Metals Hall of Fame here. For myself, well, I have these two are connected. The first live band. Okay, okay. My very first concert, I guess it was The Beach Boys. 1982. Hall & Oates came through Winnipeg. The first time I lived at least driving distance from Winnipeg, like b- b- back when I was a kid, Hall and Oates came through town on their H two O tour. That was my very first concert. Okay, my second concert. We had moved the following year across Canada to out west to Victoria. My second concert was Brian Adams. Okay, the Brian Adams. And it was the Cuts Like a Knife Tour. I was just going to say,
0: did it cut (laughs) like a knife? Yeah. It
2: it, it did. It it did. It was the Cuts Like a Knife Tour. The third album, the third album, that album that put Brian Adams on the map was that. Well, anyways, those were my first two shows. And our longtime listeners have heard this before. And thank you for rolling your eyes and, you know, letting me get this uh, this out. I appreciate this. But my first, what I call my first real concert was the first hard rock heavy metal punk concert, whatever. Okay. That was Quiet Riot at the Memorial Coliseum in Victoria, the Condition Critical Tour. Okay. The support acts... Was a relatively unknown White Snake. They were supporting the "Slide It In" record. Yeah, they were building a cult following, but they were nowhere as huge as White Snake would become in the you know in the latter half of the '80s. And oh, who yeah. knew? Like, dude, okay, when you first heard "Slide It In," did you think White Snake was gonna blow up the way they did? No, like, no, no I, I I didn't see it.
0: And, I loved Slide It In and Slow and Easy, and um, yeah. never saw the White never. Snake album coming in
2: '87. No, not not at all. That was one of those bands. I think it was a couple episodes ago where I was talking about how, you know, the '80s and hair, like, changed bands. Like, like you 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 had White Snake sl- Slide It In, and they were they <laughs> were that. They were that gritty hard rock Zeppelin influence band, you know, David Coverdale from Deep Purple and all that on on vocals and all that. The following record, okay, the, the the self titled, you know, 1987 record, you know, and they were all glammed up, hair teased. They were fit right into the whole hair metal thing. And all that, and I was like, "What the fuck happened with my white snake? Who are these guys?" Now, over the years, I've developed an appreciation for 1987 White Snake, but my White Snake will always be what I saw at that night at that show—the first band, the the Curtain Jerker—that to kicked it off, the first heavy metal band that I ever saw live was a really cool Canadian band called Kickaxe. Oh, I know them. Yeah. <laughs> Kick Axe. Okay. They were this awesome five piece, their debut record, Vices. They were touring supporting that. And before it before that they had toured all over Canada doing the bar scene. And just just pushing their original music and all that to the point where a record company saw what they were doing. Let's 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 get you into the studio. Let's record your awesome debut record Vices and let's let's let let's let's get it out there. And it worked. Kick ass kicked major ass. <laughs> okay. And the Vices record kicked major ass to this day it is still one of my all-time favorite records so with all of that that vast rich history in the snowy vaults and in, in in my lifetime i have to induct kickaxe rock on into the radioactive metal hall of fame and of course that debut record vices heavy metal shuffle on the road to rock certain versions of them have their cover of humble plies 30 days in the hole it's just it's a fantastic record from beginning to end it's an awesome slice of mid 80s hard rock and heavy metal and to this day it's just been one of my all time favorite records and i am so stoked to include them should we get into some tunage here?
0: Well, yeah, but what was the album for Kickaxe?
2: Oh, Vices. Kickaxe's Okay, uh,
0: sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, the debut record. Those those okay. two were 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 connected, much like Anthrax and Among the Living, Kickaxe and Vices. I love the way like how you and I on different ends of the country of the continent still managed to sync up mentally. Like we have some sort of weird Professor X Mind meld. Some we
0: call it continent continuity.
2: <laughs> there we go. There we go. For, for for some tunes here, I wanted to do some some more Bob approved music, shall we say? Stuff that if if Bob, Mister Bob, Nell Banyan if he was joining us for this and giving us his two cents and his picks and all that, and I said, Bob. Give us some tunes. What would you like to play? He definitely would want to hear a track from New Wave of British Heavy Metalers, Jaguar. Okay, in nineteen, in two thousand. Okay, J, Jaguar had their heyday in the eighties, just like a lot of bands kind of did. But it was so good to see that Jaguar still kind of kept it going and not giving up the faith. In 2014, they dropped an awesome record, Metal X. Okay, and it's like, you know what? I'm thinking, I, I, I think Bob would like to hear some Jaguar. Okay, great. Go over that record. What, what song do I choose? Aaron would definitely want to hear the song x-wing
0: yes yes i would
2: (laughs) yes so so without further ado for aaron for bob and for all of our awesome listeners this is the mighty jaguar Mr. Now Bannion would definitely give his horns up to Canadian old school metalers Thunder Roar, except I love the way this band spells their name. They spell it instead of Thunder Roar, R O A E. It's all one word. Thunder or O R Thunder Roar. Thunderer. I Thunder like roar. that. Yeah, Thunder Roar, and they're a great band. We played them this year, and I figured we would do it again just for Bob. That was Thunder Roar from the title track from their new release, Fire It Up. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my friend, I want to take a uh, moment out and thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me for another year having having an absolute great time just like we do every week i want to thank you for this week and every week in the past it's always a um it's always a highlight of my week when we just sit down and shoot the shit play some records that's what it's all about being a metalhead my oh, friends yeah. so So thank you. Um, Before we do get on out of here, I figured let's take a couple minutes out. Let's give some thank yous for everyone's support from, you know, from the last from 2022. We want to thank our listeners. Everyone, if you've been through all fifty episodes this year, I'm sure it's, it's 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 ballpark around there. Or maybe you've only caught one here and there. Or maybe this is your first. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us, and we would appreciate your attention every week from now on. I want to thank um, every every like this this year. Okay, I've just been kind of burnt out on doing so many interviews. It was like an interview every week for the last umpteen years and all that. So uh, this year, I was I was kind of taking a break and all that. I want to get back into doing it again, but we have we did have another number of cool interviews this year. I want to thank those bands for coming on and hanging out and giving us their story and sharing and all that. We. We really appreciate it. We have a um, a number of really cool people behind the scenes in terms of PR helping us set up all of these interviews for the last 16 years. We really appreciate all of their hard work. And because they're behind the scenes people, I'm not going to throw out any names. They know who they are. Thank you so much. We really appreciate all you do to help us look and sound so cool. And of course, finally, we want to thank Mrs. Snowy. We want to thank Mrs. Aaron. I'm sure, dude, there are many times throughout the year there's things that our wives would rather us be doing. You know, in terms of, hey, let's go out. Let's go do this. Let's have a family night and let's, let's do this. But we've made a commitment to this show. And uh, you, what's one of the things that our great dads taught us when we were growing up? You live up to your commitments and all that. And these two fantastic women in our lives who I imagine we could not imagine... Life with without them have been solidly in our corner uh, all time. So we want to give our love and thank you to them uh, to get us on out of here. Dude, if you don't mind, I want to drop a track from my comeback of the year band, Scars of Atrophy. They're the title track of their new EP, Nations Divide. Let's go out on here with that. Well, my friend, here's to an awesome 2023. How can uh, people get a hold of us?
0: Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. All episodes past, present, and future. Facebook.com slash radmetal. (coughs) Radmetal666 at gmail to drop us a line. Radmetal metal, or sorry, at radmetal six 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 to see pictures on Instagram. Go to iTunes. Tw- um, I almost said Twitter. That's not not what I mean. iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find us. <clears throat> Any of those places. And as well as Spotify, thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. So, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. If you go out to Spotify and search for Shining Wizards Network, you will find us there along with a whole host of other podcasts, wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's a great time. I think that's everything. I feel like I'm missing something. (laughs)
2: Uh, Just basically, yeah, we triple double dog dare you. Try to find us. A podcast aggregator where you won't find us and you know what it just won't happen so once again thank you everyone this year for tuning in and just doing your part and making this show so awesome in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a celebrate good times come on. Episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snow White. And this
0: is Aaron. S-
2: signing off.